Welcome in live from Titans training camp practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is the Buck Rising Show live out here in Tampa Bay. Very happy to be down here, courtesy of our friends at Scoreboard Bar and Grill. It's been a lot of fun to watch these two teams go. And it's been a lot of fun to do the show down here, courtesy of 104.5 The Zone, or here with 104.5 The Zone. Uh, always welcome your participation. 615-737-1045 is how you get involved. 615 737 1045. Uh, we're going to do the dumbest thing in sports this week here in just a second. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill has just concluded his time at the podium. Uh, there's there's a lot, a lot to take away from the work that was done today. And in fact, just kind of watching, you know, what I was able to see from my uh, from the media tent out here, what I was able to observe and then kind of following along with the rest of my Titans media cohorts who are out here hanging out and, uh, and keeping track of practice for you guys on the socials. Tannehill's, Tannehill's weaponry right now is, uh, you know, a bit limited. No A.J. Brown, no Julio Jones. And basically, he spoke on what he was able to do. He, he seemed pretty pleased with Nick, Nick Westbrook-Akina, pleased with Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson making plays out there. You heard the head coach, Mike Frabel, speaking on that earlier in the show as well. Uh, Lucas, how do we want, how do we want to play this? Because I kind of want to carry... Tom Brady's press conference because he seems to be walking over here. Do we have the ability to do that? Oh, I'd have to find it first. I don't know if the Bucks carry that live. I imagine they do. I would imagine they do, but I'm not sure. So in the meantime, uh, we will, uh, as the goat walks over to uh, to the facility or to the media tent, I'm literally sitting. <laughs> this is going to be such an awkward dynamic. I haven't figured out quite how to do the radio show while people are doing a press conference. Can you like hear reverb in the background? They've uh, one of the offensive tackles is up there being interviewed right now. No. Okay, good. Things, uh, things you love to see. All right. 615-737-1045 is how you get involved. 615-737-1045. We have Will Compton coming up in the noon hour and we'll make sure to get into all kinds of conversations with him. He had Ryan Clark on the show, something that is, uh, something that's contentious with Titans fans given the disrespect that he paid to Derrick Henry not that long ago. But then uh, there's what kind of what we're kind of looking for from the Titans players against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And ultimately, what Taylor Lewan said when last we spoke to him on Sunday was really, really interesting because I asked him basically, and I know this audio they played on Blaine and Mickey earlier in the week. They asked him basically uh, that uh, they asked him, I asked him basically, you know, what what is what is this going to be like for uh, for you to be able to? Sorry, I had to hand hand back my microchip really quick. <laughs> doing the radio show, not a microchip from a vaccine, of course, a microchip to make sure that I'm keeping proper social dis- social distance from the goat. But um, I asked Taylor Lewan, you know, what he's most looking forward to <laughs> at at these joint practices, and he kind of laughed at me, kind of scoffed a little bit, and said, you know, looking forward to. What do you mean looking forward to? This was that audio from Sunday forward to uh you know i guess the beach is down there <laughs> like what that has a joint practice man it's not just a bloodbath down there they were obviously here a couple of years ago yeah. you had some reps against jpp mm-hmm. obviously not yeah jpp the right. first day of practice a couple of years ago put an absolutely blistering move on me in 101s i think they posted it right after i went one way he went that way and then he i, I was caught in a damn blender for a second but no those guys i mean they're they're super bowl champions for a reason they're an extremely talented team everywhere at every position it's going to be a, it's going to be a good time to go down there and engage where we're all at 
and what we need to work on and, and uh, rely on the things that these coaches have taught us and what we pride ourselves in. That was Taylor Lewan on Sunday talking about these joint training camp practices with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tom Brady currently addressing the media right now live at the practice in front of both them because the Titans practice has uh, the Titans media availability has uh, concluded. So literally everybody is over here surrounding the situation. It's pretty funny to watch. But Taylor Lewan called it a bloodbath. And, and I think that's, you know, I heard Ramon Foster talk about this previously where in these joint practices, somebody has to bend the knee. Somebody has to concede, bend their will to the other team. That's the objective of these two teams, whomever they are, whether it's, you know, I know the Panthers and the Colts were having joint practices earlier. I know that the, the Patriots are having joint practices this week as well. There's a lot. There's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity. A lot of opportunity. Oh, they, they just... Lucas, I'm cracking up because I'm in one ear listening. Well, I'm in one ear listening to Tom Brady and the other ear doing the radio show. And somebody just asked him about the mother bleeper question. He goes, did you just say mother effer out here? Oh, so, so the reporter said the word. The reporter did not, did yeah, not hold somebody, back. Somebody said the word. <laughs> I wish. Thank God we didn't carry it because then yeah. we get like some kind of FCC. Dodge the bullet. 615-737-1045. I can't believe somebody asked him. Hey, is Ryan Tannehill that mother bleeper? What an exceptional question. Oh, that's what the question was? They asked specifically if it was Tannehill? I mean, I can only half hear because there's, you know, there's press conferences going on. I'm doing a radio show. I've got people, you know, asking me for things while I'm doing the radio show. There's a million different things going on out here. But uh, basically, the summary of the question was, yeah, was Ryan Tannehill the mother bleeper you were talking about on HBO? Yes, actually, he was. Thanks for asking. Yeah, very very good. 615-737-1045. So a bloodbath is how Taylor Lewan was coming into this week with the mindset of, and, and, you know, I'm certain that the greatest of all time is taking that approach as well. Let's go to Darrington, who seems to have returned with a better phone line. If you want to jump in, you can do so as well. Darrington, this is your last opportunity of the day. What you got for me? Well, we're going to make sure we get it right then. My question <laughs> is, what does our defensive line look like against their offensive line? And then is Ryan Tannehill still looking Matt Shabish with all these interceptions against a pretty good secondary. <laughs> you know, he, he looked pretty sharp today. And this is uh, talking about Tannehill. We'll start with Tannehill for Matt Shabish, he says. 615-737-1045 is how you get involved. 615-737-1045. Um, no, Matt Shabish is not how I would describe Ryan Tannehill, Darrington. It is, uh, it is something that, you know, Tannehill looked pretty sharp. And he's working without A.J. Brown. He's working without Julio Jones. He's working with Nick Westbrook, Aquina, Chester Rogers, and Marcus Johnson. Like Tannehill, the, the Tannehill interceptions, guys, I mean, <laughs> we talked about this two weeks ago, I feel like, where I'm basically telling you, yeah, some of them, some of them are some of them are inexcusable. There's there's a handful. I mean, he's probably thrown seven or eight total. And don't don't, you know, quote me specifically on that number. It's somewhere in the ballpark. It's definitely under 10 through two weeks plus of training camp practice. But I think, uh, you know, Todd Downing spoke to this as well. Some of it, uh, the offensive coordinator, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, yeah, we're trying some things that we would normally try at this time of year. And this is the opportunity to make those kind of mistakes. And then some of them, he said, yeah, they're just good, good plays by the defense. You're, you're more encouraged by what you see from the Titans defense out here than you are by Ryan Tannehill's 
interceptions uh, issue or, or lack thereof. So he looked sharp out there today. Uh, the offensive line versus the defensive line on both sides is really the third and final matchup because I wanted to see Titans DBs against the Bucks uh, collection of skill position players. I wanted to see Brady versus, you know, kind of Shane Bowen and kind of defensive concepts that Shane Bowen and Mike Vrabel have implemented, even though they're not straight up running like scheme out here right now. And then I wanted to watch the, the two the two front units for these two teams going up against each other because the Titans have a good offensive line too, going up against a really, really good Tampa Bay Buccaneers front. I mean, Dominic and Sue, JPP, they drafted Joe Tryon in the first round this year. Just, just happened to get lucky with, a, with an exceptional pass rusher at the 32nd overall pick. But they in the in the one on ones, you know, they looked they looked very very competent up against this Bucks uh, up against this Bucks offensive line. This Bucks offensive line is really really strong. Aaron Stinney, formerly of the Tennessee Titans, started in the Super Bowl and has been playing at a pretty high level. Something that you know we didn't we didn't see during his time in Tennessee. We didn't see that kind of that kind of, and maybe it's, maybe it's an offensive skill set. Maybe it's Brady gets rid of the ball quicker. It could be a variety of different things, but ultimately I thought that the Titans defensive line up against the offensive line of the Buccaneers, understanding that Autry was not out there today. So Simmons and Tart, your two frontline starters, and then seeing Weaver work at a couple of different positions, Bud Dupree getting limited reps, but still trying to manage him uh, throughout the course of this situation. I thought they looked pretty evenly matched, which is, you know, high praise, understanding that this is the defense from a year ago. 615-737-1045. What matchups are you looking at during this uh, during these joint training camp practices? You know, Mike Vrabel spoke about this earlier. And remember, we'll do the dumbest thing in sports coming up next. But Mike Vrabel spoke, spoke to this earlier when we talked to him. Uh, I believe it was on Sunday. And kind of, you know, bounced some stuff off of him about the secondary, talking to him about things that he was looking forward to and the opportunity that his guys had out here. And he brought up one player specifically, and he was asked about Christian Fulton. But this is what he had to say about Christian Fulton going up against these Bucks receivers. I mean, I think that we can, you know, have the ability to move him around. We, we haven't, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to say that we won't, but, you know, right now um, he's played, you know, predominantly on the inside. I know that. We asked all those guys that, that can handle it to, to learn it and to know it. And, um, you know, so hopefully if, if we're moving guys around and we get guys healthy that, that you know, we could put take a look at Christian in there right now, you know, going down to Tampa, I think we would, you know, like to, to see him and evaluate him against, you know, some of those guys that, are, that they have that, that are very, very good and, you know, see how he can, can play and compete against them on the outside. That was Mike Vrabel at uh... – at St. Thomas Sports Park a little while ago, talking about the opportunity that his DBs were going to have, specifically Christian Fulton, up against these Buccaneers wide receivers. If I sound louder, it's because Tom Brady's done at the podium. <laughs> and that's a wrap out here at the, uh, at the media tank. And you hear everybody scurrying in the background, scattering. It's, uh, it's chaos out here. I, I think it's called the Advent Health Center because I keep wanting to say St. Thomas Sports Park, but I know that's not right. So Tom Brady just wrapped up and now everybody is scattered to the wind i'd be curious to see what he had to say about to the question i want i want to see if we can find that answer somewhere out there on social media i just found whoever it. asked did you uh, okay. Deron, Deron davenport has tweeted it out i'm gonna to have to scrub through the audio but okay he yeah did. make make sure it's clean because he, i'm, I'm he, 
I'm looking at TD right now, and I so I saw that I saw that TD tweeted this out. We're going to have to yes. make sure that the audio is clean from Brady with the question that he was asked. But we will we will see if we can endeavor to play that Tom Brady audio here in just a second. Uh, in fact, why don't we come back and do that? We'll do the dumbest thing in sports as well, as is our Wednesday tradition. I'm Buck Rising. This is 104.5 The Zone. Back here live from Tampa Bay, 104.5 The Zone, courtesy of our friends at Scoreboard Bar and Grill. We have no, we have no more pre- press conferences to disrupt, so no more ASMR radio. <laughs> that was NPR radio. That's what someone and, tweeted at us. NPR radio, yeah, that's as close to NPR as I've ever been in my life. I don't think I've ever been that quiet yeah. in 28 years of existence. Sound like well, you got tweets. Yeah, James Lewis tweeted at us, inner thoughts right now. The Buck Rising Show sounds like NPR today. Sound like you were sound like you were telling secrets or something. You know, I I feel like people have been asking me to tone it down for for basically you know uh, six years at this point, and I give I give the people what they want, and now you know I sound like I'm uh, I'm telling you about all the horrors going on in Afghanistan right now. <laughs> Only six years. Oof. People have been telling me that for twenty five years. Well, you know, it's you you don't have as many microphones in front of your face on a regular basis as I do. Apparently, six one five seven three seven. 104.5 is how you jump in on the conversation. 615-737-1045. We're going to do the dumbest thing in sports here in just a minute, as is our Wednesday tradition. A little bit of different format today because we're running all over the place. Different sites, different sounds. If you're watching on Zone TV, which I can see the Zone TV chat now, which makes me very happy. People are, uh, are, are, are you people out there? If you're not on the bandwagon yet, come. Uh, wonder if Tanny and Brady off the field this is this is just random thoughts being spewed into the chat by somebody called gator hater Knoll nation so i don't know necessarily what is his uh what his allegiances are there but you know tom brady was talking just uh just to the right of me about the titans defense today and how they performed going up against him and and honestly brady looked like he had the better of the secondary for a good portion of today i watched about the first hour of practice before i sat down to do the radio show and ultimately, um, Brady, the pace that Brady runs these drills is the first thing that jumps off the jumps off the screen at you. Just the first thing that catches your attention because he's got everybody just out here playing on their heels right out of the gate. Now, the, the, the Titans DB settled in a little bit after a while, but it did take them a second. And, you know, you're going up against all pro caliber talent, as Mike Brable was speaking to earlier. But. Uh, Lucas, we have that uh, we have that audio courtesy of A to Z Sports on Twitter. Let's hear from the GOAT on the Titans defense today. Uh, they're good. They're challenging. Obviously, they're very good fundamentals. You know, they play their help all the time. Very stout in the run game. Um, they try to confuse you uh, in the secondary. It's really a good job of that today a few times. So, uh, obviously, one of, the, one of the better defenses always in the league. And um, a lot of good players. So, it's good work for us. And obviously, it wasn't our... Uh, last time I talked to you, I don't think it was a great day either, so. <laughs> I'm saying, but. All right, so that was Tom Brady at the podium not that long ago. Do, do we think that was real laughter or fake laughter by, by people laughing at Brady? I'm, I What do you think? Um, do, do, do you think did, did, did he actually say something funny there, or do you think it was fake laughter? Fake laughter. I, I don't imagine many people around Tom Brady provide real laughter very often. He probably gets a lot of fake laughter around him. All right. Put it put it on the poll uh, at Buck Rising on Twitter. Tom Brady, the laughter 
uh, around Tom Brady's jokes, real or fake. <laughs> well, that that clip from the shop where he's talking about that mf'er, I, that's real laughter from Kid Cudi and Chelsea Handler. Well, yeah, because he, well, he's not being you know super sanitized up there at the podium type you know press conference. Brady, he's like in he's in his comfort zone. He's around Draymond Green. He's around you know he's around. I mean, Kid Cudi, Chelsea Handler, all these collection of superstars, things of this nature. Um, so in that moment, he's being real, but like, you know, uh, out here, it sounded like a, like a tad bit of fake laughter. So put it on the poll. The laughter around Tom Brady, real or fake at Buck rising is where you can vote on the polls. All right. You want to do the dumbest thing in sports? Or you want to continue talking about the tights? Cause I, I need to get something off my chest. Let's go ahead and get that off your chest. Fired away. Let's be honest. You've already seen something this week that made you say, what the that's bullshit. What the hell? Give me some more. Something so mind-numbingly idiotic that you just want to get it off your chest. Dumber than a second coat of paint. Some idiot. You are really dumb. For real. It's the dumbest thing in sports this week on the Buck Rising Show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're an no, idiot. No. Sure is. 615-737-1045 is the number. 615-737-1045 is how you nominate the dumbest thing in sports this week. I got a good one. I don't think any, anybody's going to top me, but as is the custom, uh, you know, we, we go, we go uh, beauty for before age. So Lucas Panzeca will lead us off. <laughs> okay. Uh, my dumbest thing in sports this week is a headline. It involves the Raiders. It's nothing particularly that the Raiders did. Uh, the, oh, oh, yes. We were talking about this at dinner last night. It is exceptional. Yes. Uh, well, the Raiders have set COVID rules for fans. Basically, you have to show up with vaccination proof. Um, <laughs> this is the headline from NBC Los Angeles. Come with vax proof or get shot on sight. Raiders set COVID <laughs> rules for fans. I'm going to read it again. Come with vax proof or uh-huh. get shot on sight. Raiders set COVID <laughs> rules for fans. Now, what what Twitter account did that come from? Because I believe it was a local news affiliate in Las Vegas yeah, that, that it, tweeted that LA. out. Or this is from NBC LA. NBC LA. Channel come 4 in Va- Los Angeles. Channel 4 in Los Angeles. Tweeting of the, the Raiders' vaccination policy. <laughs> come, uh, come vaccinated or get shot on site is among shot the fun. on site. You got you to be kidding me. Like, and also, uh, so... Are the are the Raiders saying that people can get a shot, get a COVID shot at the stadium and then enter the game? Because I, I, <laughs> that's not what I was told is the policy. Yeah, I think that's, you're supposed to supposed to be a late, that, late that, That's not I think there's I think this is supposed to be like ten days or so before, after you get the shot from when you're, you know, allowed to resume normal human activity. Unless that just, is a get shot on site and it is what it what it reads at. Yeah. Well, if you physically get shot on site, then it's a problem. 615-737-1045 is the number. The dumbest thing in sports this week. I'll give you mine here in just a second. Let's go to Billy and Mount Juliet who's been waiting patiently. What's up, Billy? Hey, what's going on, Buck? Man, we're living down here in Tampa Bay. I got you, man. Yeah, uh, my dumbest thing in sport is the same dumbest thing in sport every single week, and it's the comments that the caller Darrington calls in that has for Tannehill. He's a Tannehill hater, probably has something like a lifetime full-size poster or something like Lamar Jackson on his it's, it sounds like it might be a matchup. Did we did we lose uh, did we lose Billy and Everything that, there he is. 
Yeah, everything that comes out of Darrington's mouth about Tannehill is the dumbest thing in sport. <laughs> You'll love to see it. 615-737-1045 is how you nominate the dumbest thing in sports. And, and by it's... the way, Darrington, I know you're listening. I know you're about to call back. One call per show we've already given no, you yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He he got a second chance, and I love. Listen, I love our callers. I love uh, I love everybody in Mount Juliet and Lebanon and uh, and Lafayette and all of these places that I know how to pronounce. Now they call in from all over uh, all over the great state of Tennessee. It makes me very happy. I think though, Lucas, we should be instigating fights among our callers. Like I, I want this to turn into a Paul Feinbaum esque feud between Billy and Darrington where they're sounding off at each other, like you know Phyllis and Tuscaloosa and uh, and uh, oh who's who's the uh, Who's who's the 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 top the, the you know the the top of the top like the top of the crazies on the Paul Feinbaum show? I don't know how often you listen to that stuff. Yeah, they I think be- it was Tammy from from Auburn, uh, but that was I mean that ended in tragedy. She was killed. In Tammy a car yeah, passed away. Yeah, three years ago, but she was like the goat of Paul Feinbaum callers. Yeah, so that, without question, that is uh, that is something that I would like to start. So if we if you would like to feud with another caller, we we welcome that. It's just like sports. You know what? It's just like taunting in sports. You know what there should be more of? There should be more taunting in sports. My dumbest thing in sports this week is Giants owner John Mara speaking about this uh, at a press conference, apparently, that he held yesterday. Something that, I mean, listen, John Mara is an institution, the Mara family, an institution to the history and the success of the NFL. I do not want to diminish that at all. But what I heard him say yesterday made me so damn angry, Lucas, that I would like to nominate it for my dumbest thing in sports this week. Let's hear from the Giants owner at the podium yesterday. The uh, taunting emphasis, what were the conversations about that among you guys? Yeah, I mean, that's something we discuss every year in the competition committee. We, we get kind of sick and tired of the, of the taunting that does go on from time to time on the field. We've tried to balance um, the sportsmanship with allowing the players to have fun and there's always a fine line there but none of us like to see that and uh, it's just a question of whether you can have rules that can be enforced and without taking the fun out of the game too but nobody wants to see a, a player taunting another player i know i certainly don't and i think the rest of the members of the competition committee feel the same way too mara at the podium talking about taunting in the nfl and the crackdown that the league has been making on that. I saw a Colts running back have like a 15 yard gain flex and then get a flag thrown on it. Like fine. If you want to take the gratuitous stuff out of the game, I understand, but to overcorrect the way that the officiating has clearly overcorrected. It's completely, it's completely ridiculous. I, in fact, I want more taunting. I want more disrespect. I want more I want more feuding in sports, just like I want more conflict on this radio show. I want more conflict on the football field. I want more conflict in sports. This is why we watch this stuff for the competition, for, you know, to see the heights of professional athleticism. But ultimately, because we want to see dudes go at one another. Teams are going to lose games because of this. It's going to happen. It's it's a 15-yard penalty. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's going to wipe that away is... touchdowns. It's going to wipe away game-winning field goals. It's going to happen multiple times this season. It is so egregious, the level of overcorrection that the league has taken on this. And this is what this is what the NFL does all the time. And, like, frankly, like John Mara, if John Mara is going to be the face of this because he's on the competition committee, like, pick somebody who's had a better – Pick somebody who's had a better football team, who's probably getting his, his football. He's probably pissed about it, and the competition committee is pissed about it because the New York Giants have sucked in the last five years, and they're probably the ones getting flexed on. 
Eric That's Eager. Sorry, Eric Eager on Blaine and Mickey yesterday said it perfectly. Nobody has asked for this. Nobody has has been publicly calling for less taunting in football. Nobody. Can can we run that clip back again? Because he said something that really really irked me about you know nobody wants to see that. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking, listen to that clip. Who who is nobody? Because I'm sitting here. Yeah, more flexing, more taunting, more finger wagging, more of it. This was John Mary yesterday. The uh, taunting emphasis. What were the conversations about that among you guys? Yeah, I mean that's something we discuss every year in the competition committee. We we get kind of sick and tired of the of the taunting that does go on from time to time on the field. We've tried to balance um, the sportsmanship with allowing the players to have fun, and there's always a fine line there. But none of us like to see that, and uh, it's just a question of whether you can have rules that can be enforced and without taking the fun out of the game, too. But nobody wants to see a player taunting another player. I know I certainly don't, and I think the rest of the members of the competition committee feel the same way, too. So what he said, he said, we're sick and tired of it. Who is sick and tired of this? Who but John Mara, whose team stinks and whose players are getting flexed on, is tired of this? That is among one of the stupidest things that I've ever heard. And like I said, I because I, I had a couple back and forths on Twitter with people about this, because, you know, there's there's a certain there's a certain contingent of the population that agrees with John Mara. And, you know, I want to try and have a respectful conversation with those people, despite vehemently disagreeing with them. You know what I'm saying? But as Eric Eager said, nobody asked for this. I didn't ask for this. John Mara, whose team is getting flexed on, is asking for this. And he's saying that the members of the competition committee find it gratuitous as well. And I just think that is such that's doing such a disservice to the players who are out on the field. It's doing such a disservice to the teams who will inevitably be cost critical field position by a 15-yard penalty. So that's so wrong. It's just wrong to me. Who do we th- who do we think? By the way, I saw this. Uh, I think Chris Harris from Channel 4 tweeted this at me yesterday. And if you want to weigh in with your dumbest thing in sports this week, 615-737-1045. And if you agree with John Mara, I'd be fascinated to hear from you, too. I welcome uh, opposing opinions to be able to discuss this because I just I can't get my head around it. I really can't. 615-737-1045. We're live out here at Titans Training Camp, courtesy of our friends at Scoreboard Bar and Grill. We're doing the dumbest thing in sports this week right now. If you would like to jump in, Lucas has nominated the uh, the the LA uh, the LA news station for saying shot on site, talking about a COVID shot. Uh, but let's see what Rick in Hendersonville has to say. He's up next here on 104.5 The Zone. What's up, Rick? Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Totally agree with the fact that we need more taunting in football. Football is not a friendly. Uh, let's have fun sport particularly when you get to the professional level and you've got guys making millions of dollars out there. If a guy can't stand somebody else flexing muscles, pointing at the sidelines, he don't need to be playing in this crap about, Oh, we need to cut it back, cut it back. Uh, And one thing that Mara did say, which irked me was, we want the players to have fun. Bullshit. I, I'm sorry. Oh, quick, Lucas. <laughs> we had to let you go. <laughs> Rick from Hendersonville. Here we're. <laughs> 
Rick, man, listen, your call was so strong until you lost control at the end. You can't curse on the air, Rick. You can't do it. 615-737-1045. Lucas, did you get that one? <laughs> I believe so. Oh, God. See, we're out here worried about Will Compton, who's going to be on the show at 1220. <laughs> and one of the callers beats us, too. We had, we had, we had legitimately had a conversation with us about our bosses because, you know, Will gets comfortable, especially when we bring him in studio and he forgets himself and he cusses. Uh, but, so we're like, okay, you know, come to Jesus moment. We're going to make sure that everything stays on the rails. We don't want to run up against the FCC. We're not trying to have problems as a show. And immediately one of the callers does it for us. <laughs> 615-737-1045. Ron Slay of 3HL just texted me, said, I love it. <laughs> I said, Dwayne Wade meme. I love it. <laughs> I do too. Rick, man, I, you could call Rick. You can call anytime, buddy. That was a fantastic call until you dropped. You know, bull bleep. Can't be doing that live on the air. 615-737-1045 for the dumbest thing in sports this week. But he's spot on. I mean, when you're t- what, what he's saying is, you know, John Mara, John Mara is being oxymoronic and saying that we want the players to have fun. But when a running back busts through the hole for a 12-yard carry, gets up, flexes on somebody, that's having fun. But we're going to take away that kind of fun. That's not John Mara's kind of fun. John Mara is, you know, and listen, I, I probably am a bad influence because I don't care about sportsmanship. I just don't. I want to see more competition, more, you know, more hate in sports. I want to see more contention in sports. So I'm not somebody, you know, what's the Charles Barkley line? I'm not a role model, right? So the, the sportsmanship, uh, you can miss me with the sportsmanship morality lessons. But you can't, who is John Mara to determine and to legislate what what is actually what who whose definition of fun you know what i'm saying that's what really pissed me off rj and phoenix is up next with the dumbest thing in sports this week 615-737-1045 what's up rj how we living buddy what the buck is going on man how y'all doing man we're doing just fine you just made us better let me have it what's the dumbest thing in sports i'm doubling down Derrickson is dumb as hell man he's the dumbest thing in sports he compared uh Tanner to all these whack quarterbacks Matt Schaub, Fitzpatrick a couple weeks ago. He's just dumb. I don't need, is he a Titans fan? Like, is he a sports fan? He's dumb. He's just dumb. Really, really dumb. For real. <laughs> RJ and Phoenix. Listen, people are coming for Darrington's neck. And I know we're, we got loaded lines on the other side. So we'll continue the dumbest thing in sports live from Titans and Bucks joint training camp practices here in Tampa, courtesy of our friends at Scoreboard Bar and Grill. Hang with us. Nick, John, Roger. You're all going to be up on the other side. If you want to jump in, the number is 615-737-1045. We'll be right back. Back here live from Titans training camp. Joint practices against the Bucks. Live in Tampa Bay. Beautiful day. 110 degree heat index. Can't feel it under the under the tent, but they sure as hell could feel it out on the field, man. These dudes were sweating through their shoulder pads and shirts. 615-737-1045. We were wrapping up the dumbest thing in sports this week. You guys have been waiting patiently on the line, so let's go to Nick, who's in Lebanon, wants to weigh in on the dumbest thing in sports this week. What's up, Nick? Hey, not much, man. First time calling in, but I listen to you guys. Love it. Today. Um, my, my take is on the taunting. Okay. It's 
what and it's what's entertaining is sports. Okay, we're not. Jo- I mean, take Josh Norman for instance, who's probably somewhere up in space floating around from the stiff arm. But <laughs> you don't hear him whining around. You don't hear anybody whining around about that kind of thing. But but the taunting. I'm sorry, I'm not Tyree Kill, who's ten yards in front of me, running uh, a four three speed, throwing up deuces to 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 tell me basically that I'm not doing my job. That he's he scored against me, but that's the thing to say, hey, for me to get better, okay? It's, but I, I do have a question, though. Is it a, a certain amount of people? Is it a certain, like, petition kind of uh, word by mouth that gets around to say, hey, uh, PA, let's do something about the taunt. Uh, is there something that brings that subject up, or do they kind of look at it uh, from their perspective? Uh, how, how do we get that? Uh, that rule to be in play um, because it's almost uh, the, the the relevancy of a defense. It, it's almost impossible to play legit good defense nowadays because all the rules are making it harder for defense to play football. Um, but but I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I hope and, and I like the, the hate, the, the competitiveness. That's what keeps it entertaining for me. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is where are they getting this rule at? How they come up with it? Well, so this this kind of stuff happens, and and rules are reevaluated. You know, they'll they're the competition committee basically is put into place to gather on a an annual basis or a a, a semi regular basis and reevaluate some of the rules that are in the rule book, right? So at their meetings, apparently this has come up enough times in the competition committee's room. And Jeff Fisher used to be a big part of the competition committee. I don't know if he still got his role as a part of that. Perhaps. Uh, I should probably text Coach Fisher and see if that's indeed still a thing for him. But, um, yeah, they gather on a, on a regular basis or a semi-regular basis. They get together and they say, okay, X, Y, and Z, whether it's, uh, you know, for example, the way that you tackle outside of what they call the tight end box this year. You can no longer go low because guys like Gronk and, Gronk and Delaney Walker have been getting their, their knees and their ankles blown out. Uh, the past couple of years with the way that they've changed the tackling rules. So a lot of guys going low on big tight ends like that. And it's just been brutal for dudes out there trying to stave off injury. So they get together, they have that, they have something like this taunting rule. They get together and they say, okay, this is the rule. This is how, this is how it's currently being officiated and legislated. This is how we think it should be done moving forward. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure, honestly. Uh, and, and perhaps I could do some research on this for you to determine, you know, what constitutes passing, you know, an amendment to the rules that are in place, uh, Nick, because I, I don't know whether, you know, how, but if it's a two thirds majority or a three fourths majority or whatever the case may be, right. I don't, I don't know the percentages on that, but I do know that that's something that comes up at the NFL meetings every year. 615-737-1045. What's the dumbest thing in sports this week? If you have any to weigh in on, I, I, it drives me crazy. Cause like, you know, I wasn't, I didn't see, I didn't see flags out here today. And in fact, let me let me ask Teron Davenport, who's sitting to the side of me. TD, uh, did you did you see any officials out on the field during these practices? So the officials out on the field, a lot, lot of Fult, Fulton got called for taunting, holding for a holding call. Okay, so the rookie, or no, not the rookie, the uh, the second year corner getting a little grabby out there on the field. But officials yeah. out here on the field. So I mean, if they're gonna you know if they're gonna throw it in the games, then they should be throwing it in practice, right? Are they you not calling taunting at practice? And I call him taunting at practice. So, like, what's the point? You know, because you know Brady's out here chirping. You're gonna throw a flag on Tom Brady because he's getting in, he's getting in somebody's grill. He's getting in Jeffrey Simmons' grill because 
Simmons, and I'm, I'm saying a hypothetical, I didn't see this happen in practice, but if Simmons gets too close to Brady during a practice and Brady starts going after him, they're going to throw a flag on Tom Brady for taunting? Hell no. It's, a, it's, it's the dumbest thing in sports this month. 615-737-1045 is the number. This, this, what, the dumbest thing in sports this season? Yeah, so far. Well, the season hasn't started yet, so yeah. We Not can, for us uh, it has. <laughs> that's right the season never ends right isn't that what the, <laughs> yeah. the, the hacky sports talk radio imaging guy says 615-737-1045 yeah i just who's going to be the first player uh or who do you think let's not let's not limit it to players all right who do you think the first person on the tennessee titans is that's going to get a taunting play i'm going to pose this question to you i'm going to pose this question to the audience because there, you know there's the obvious Right. The obvious being Taylor Lewan. Now, how he is, grow, uh, you know, how there has been growth and maturity and things of this nature. And now he's a father of two and all these things. Maybe he's, you know, shooting less bow and arrows at Josh Norman's sideline after the Titans beat the Washington football team a couple of years ago. Maybe, you know, less like if Taylor. OK, think about it this way. If Jalen Ramsey flops and Taylor Lewan does the world's tiniest violin, is flag. that a flag? Yeah, you think so. That is as offensive to me as the NCAA was earlier in the week. That pisses me off. Not only are we provided an exceptional moment on the field, not only are we provided a great moment between two divisional or or, uh, denied rather a great moment between two divisional rivals. What am I supposed to do for gift content? If I can't have Taylor Lewan playing the world's tiniest violin, it's unacceptable, unacceptable. So if it's not Lawan, because I think you should remove Lawan from the conversation, even though he may be the right answer. Who do we think the first member of the Titans organization to get a flag for taunting is? Well, you had Rashawn Evans get ejected in week one last last season, but I, I, no, that wasn't well, so much. A... It wasn't taunting. Dummy took a swing at the head of a tight end in the second quarter of the season opener. Like what? That's I still don't understand that play from Rashawn Evans, man. Well, it, it's, it, it's not going to be coming from somebody that you would expect it from. Like, I don't think it's going to come from anything egregious of like of like a Lawan playing a violin. It's going to come from a Darrington Evans finishing a run and flexing a little bit, and it's just being in close proximity of a the C, whatever Seahawks player that tackled him and getting a flag, just like it happened in that game in that Colts game with that Colts running back that's not even going to be on the roster this fall. Well, you know what he has to do, Darrington Evans, in order to be able to taunt? Well, be available. He's got to get on the field. Does it, is that a cheap shot? I feel like that's a cheap shot. 615-737-1045. I think it's going to be Vrabel. <laughs> it's going to be Mike Vrabel. There's that, there's that. I mean, if a ref is standing close enough to hear the kind of stuff that Vrabel says to dudes on the sideline, do you remember that clip? The, it, the, the television broadcast caught it. I can't remember if it was CBS or NBC or somebody like that, maybe ESPN. But the, the clip, the clip of Mike Vrabel against the Houston Texans taunting a Texans player, a, a, a coach formerly of the Houston Texans. He's just looking at the dude and saying, I don't even know who you are. Oh, like yeah. You can, read, you can read his lips on it. This is a head coach out here being like, buddy, we didn't even scout you. In our meetings coming in, we didn't even game plan for you. I don't know who you are. Get off the field. It's the most disrespectful thing I think I've seen on an NFL football field, certainly by a head coach, because uh, Mike definitely has some of that in him. What we're going to get into in the final hour, though, is I want to talk about this Deshaun Watson situation. Deshaun Watson's 
Deshaun Watson's scrutiny or the scrutiny on Deshaun Watson has become maximized to the nth degree. I'm going to let you, I'm going to, Lucas sent me this article last night, late night, by the way. What do you, what do you do in game planning for the show? It's like 11 o'clock Eastern. I'm getting texts from you about, you know, stuff on Brian McBride and who, and articles that I need to be reading and all this stuff. Take a breath, man. <laughs> well, I stumble on an article on Twitter at 11 o'clock. I'm going to send it when it involves Deshaun Watson and the FBI. Okay, which is a great tease. So coming up next, we'll talk, we'll tell you how Deshaun Watson is potentially facing an FBI investigation. Not not civil suits, not even criminal. We're talking about the Federal Bureau of Investigation questioning Tony Busby about Deshaun Watson and his case. I'll explain what that story is on the other side. You can also hear from Will Compton of Bussin' with the Boys because he's going to join us in the noon hour as well. Stick around. It's the Buck Rising Show live from Titans Training Camp. Joint practices with the Bucks here in Tampa Bay, courtesy of our friends at Scoreboard Bar and Grill.